We're going to spin right ahead here because of uh, the great call from Dave Ennett and the Cats winning in overtime against Nebraska. Badly needed win. Uh, great job as always, Mr. Cat. We're going to spin right into the show now. And joining me here in the Allstate Skyline studio is Rebecca Shee, the Executive Director of the American Business Immigration Coalition. Rebecca, as always, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Rick. It's always great to be here and at this hour, yes. Yeah, well, it's a nice view out of uh, Navy Pier and everything and uh, all kinds of news happening. You know, we got Northwestern winning in overtime. Pete Buttigieg uh, set to announce about 7.30 this evening that uh, he is dropping out of the race for the Democratic nomination for president. Tom Steyer having done that a day earlier. All this in advance of Tuesday and Super Tuesday. But I wanted to have Rebecca on because... Because uh, I think more, as much as ever, immigration issues are, are still very much at the forefront of this country. And we're even seeing it in some respects uh, dealing with the issue of the coronavirus and travel restrictions being put in place. But also some talk, uh, early talk, which was later tampered down a bit um, by Alex Azar, the Health and Human Services Secretary, about... Uh, closing the border with Mexico. And Azar basically saying, well, they've only had a couple of reported cases there. It's not as widespread for that kind of action. But having seen the administration, the administration's view on immigration, uh, Stephen Miller kind of directing the policy in the White House, the coronavirus could set itself up for some of the moves that this administration has wanted to make, isn't it, mm -hmm. the case? Yeah, I mean, I think, <clears throat> Rick, um, you know, to your point um, that, uh, you know, right now there's no sign of coronavirus coming over from the southern border. And number two, and I think most importantly, any response to the coronavirus must be grounded in science and public health and not politics. Um, so, you know, this blaming immigrants or saying that the virus is a hoax is at this moment not just regular immigrants scapegoating or throwing red meat to the base, but it's also a really appalling response to what we're seeing as an actual um, public health crisis. And, um, and so I think now more than ever, uh, we need to make sure that immigrants feel uh, safe and comfortable to uh, collaborate with law enforcement and public health officials. Um, and that ensure safety for everyone i mean no one wants to underplay anything uh, but there is a, a bit of reality here and there's there is politics being played on both sides of, of this uh in fact you referenced the the term hoax and i think uh, you know in the context of it it was democrats are raising another hoax to try to take trump down like russia and everything else that president claims is a hoax but that having been said we are talking about you know a a, a, a serious medical issue uh a crisis in china and yeah there's a lot we don't know there's been a lot of fear uh you can't buy a you can't buy a face mask anywhere um the the the, the stores have uh, lysol right as you walk down the aisle um, but 
you know, they're, they're, no one should not take this seriously is the bottom line. But that having been said, uh, when we tend to have emergencies, there are certain uh, nationalities or ethnicities that get scapegoated. Absolutely. And with the travel restriction bans and some of the statements that have been made over the last few days, um, you know, we've seen this kind of similar pattern uh, from the current administration. Um, look, Rick, you know, I think that um, we actually believe that uh, when there's a moratorium on these restrictive measures and especially enforcement intensive measures, um, it actually uh, strengthens public safety and public health for everyone. And the rationale being, you know, uh, we need immigrants from being afraid, from um, not being afraid to cooperate with public health um, at this critical juncture. You know, we've already been hearing uh, news of um, immigrants uh, not wanting to go to, to, go to the hospital because they're not sure whether ICE will show up. Um, and that's the number one thing we need them to do. Right. So that's Rebecca. She executive director of the American Business Immigration Coalition will speak more to Rebecca about immigration issues coming up. You're listening to the Sunday Spin on WGN. This is the Sunday Spin on 720 WGN. Once again, here's Rick Pearson of the Chicago Tribune. Welcome back to your Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pearson here in the WGN Skyline studio, joined by Rebecca She, executive director of the American Business Immigration Coalition. Used to be of the Illinois Business Immigration <laughs> Coalition, but congratulations for the uh, promotion. Thank you very much. And I hope you're cashing in on all those frequent flyer <laughs> miles from going everywhere. Um, Rebecca, I want to talk to you about... Uh, some of the issues that have cropped up lately uh, regarding immigration. Um, we actually had um, Mick Mulvaney, uh, the White House Acting Chief of Staff, uh, stating in support of enhanced immigration in this country, which would seem counterintuitive given the administration's stance. But this is actually something that I think we're seeing from the business community as Yes, the economy has been booming, but that means jobs are, are, are at a premium. And that traditionally, it, it is immigrants that take on the jobs that are left behind, as it were. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Rick. Um, so we saw last week uh, the chief of staff, uh, Mulvaney, said, Basically, you know, we're desperate. Our country is desperate for more immigrants um, working uh, with the high uh, near full employment. Um, there's a labor shortage at both the high and the low skilled. And, um, and he said that we're running out of people to fuel the economy. And it's this is something that both economists, business leaders um, have been saying for over a decade that immigrants are critical to expanding the U.S. labor pool um, that we've seen, you know, in our last two census. And, you know, we have one that's coming right. up. It's important everybody participate. But in, even in the last two census, we've seen that the native-born population is aging, they're retiring, and they're having less children. Um, and then over this last two decades, 50% of the labor force growth have uh, been to, due to immigration. Uh, and the only ca- uh, sort of caveat here is that over the last three years, since 
2016, um, this labor force growth has actually slowed, right, because of the travel bans and the uh, restriction on immigration. Um, what's also really interesting, in addition to Mulvaney's comment, is that around the same time, we saw the White House, led by Jerry Kushner, put out his 600-page immigration proposal um, that is asking Congress to expand uh, immigration at both the high and the low skill. And, and absent legislation, the White House is asking um, the Department of Labor to issue about 450,000 low skill visas so that they can fill the uh, positions in hospitality, tourism for the summer. So I'm sure many of those jobs will probably be part of the the Trump and Kushner um, hospitality. Well, industry, I mean, so. it's it's evidence in the past that mm-hmm. that the the Trump for his hotels and resorts has uh, looked for those low skilled mm-hmm. workers. Many of them not necessarily here legally mm-hmm. uh, to to fill jobs at Mar-a-Lago and and other places like that. That's right. But it's I mean. But we're still kind of doing this as kind of a uh, hopscotch approach right. to things instead of the bottom line of let's look at a comprehensive immigration plan. But right. is it just too much of a political football? That, no, that's right. I mean, I think that's what we're going to see before November. Um, but we've seen polls and even of, you know, very uh, – passionate and energetic, uh, what you would call Trump supporters, who also believe that there needs to be a federal fix, that these piecemeal or even these anti-immigrant measures like mandatory E-Verify or these show-me-your-paper bills are not the solution to our broken immigration system, that it has to be a federal work permit and regularizing people that have lived here so that they're able to work and continue to pay taxes. So I think that... Um, you know, even with those super hardcore folks that uh, some members of the White House might be playing to with this, you know, xenophobic anti-immigrant policies, they also believe that this is we've been kicking the can down the road for way too long. Like we need a real uh, fix and solution to this issue. Well, it's like a, a lot of things when it comes down to, to money and uh, the uh, eco- economics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That if there's a bridge uh, to gap, bridge that gap by relating it to economics, and so you're seeing economists that are traditionally more aligned with the Republican Party saying this is just a reality of life. Here is if we want to keep this economy growing. You want your tax cuts, whatever. This is this is what's going to need to be done. But you know, you look at 2013 and the Gang of Eight, and in the U.S. Senate, where uh, there was a path, and it just seems like in those seven years, life is just so far removed from what was clearly a path that was acceptable to both sides. Mm -hmm. I mean. Uh, Lindsey Graham mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and where is Lindsey Graham today Marco Rubio where is Marco Rubio today mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not trying to pick on Republicans here and, and I don't mean it that way but it's like there was consensus mm-hmm. there was agreement and now it's just it, let's just play politics with mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. let's just play the politics with it okay. you touched on Mandatory E-Verify. I want you to tell us about Florida and what's going on there. 
Sure. So um, Governor DeSantis, uh, the governor of Florida, he has been pushing the Florida legislature to enact an E-Verify mandate for all new hires. Now, now explain E-Verify. Sure. So E-Verify is a federal system that checks the identity documents of new hires, uh, even Americans, against a government database to ensure that they're legally eligible to work. Now, if the system says that, you know, you, Rick or Rebecca, um, is an undocumented immigrant, the business uh, legally have to uh, fire you. Um, so in theory, E-Verify is supposed to keep businesses from hiring undocumented immigrants, but in reality, it doesn't work at all. Um, and in the process, actually hurts American workers. Now, when you say why it doesn't it doesn't work at all, what do you mean there? Um, so you probably remember, this is, I think, sometime last fall, there was a company um, that got raided. About 900 workers were detained in Mississippi, and that company was actually based in, um, I think, Park Ridge, Illinois. Now, Mississippi is a mandatory E-Verify state. So um, technically, no employer is supposed to be hiring undocumented immigrants. So, so they, they, they don't follow what the E-Verify rules would be no. because they need the workers. They need the workers. There's many ways that employers across, there's I think six days right now that have E-Verify. Many ways employers uh, get around it. And there are also different ways that immigrants get around it um, because they're working and employers need the workers. So, so in Florida, you, there's a push to make that mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. A, a mandatory E-Verify state mm-hmm. by Governor DeSantis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's the political climate there? Um, so it's uh, you know very much uh, so every lever of power is dominated by Republicans. Um, the governor feels like he was sent with a mandate um, to um, as he says, uh, deter and end illegal immigration um, to the state. So last year, he passed and signed into law a uh, anti-sanctuary measure, except there's no municipality in Florida that's actually anti-sanctuary. And this year, he's going after uh, mandatory E-Verify, um, again, you know, with the uh, promise that this will end um, illegal immigration. And, you know, what I think it's more dangerous now than this time last year is this public health crisis, is a coronavirus crisis, right? This is the time where you want immigrants to be cooperating with public health officials and law enforcement and government and not to be afraid. Um, and, and and we've seen this in Florida where when there's during a hurricane, a state of emergency, um, ICE have actually stopped enforcement in the shelters so that people can evacuate quickly and not just for for um, the safety of the immigrant community, but it's for every Floridian or every American um, uh, safety. And so I think, you know, at this time of this public health crisis, um, it's better if us as a nation that we actually focus on addressing this crisis um, rather than, you know, using uh, red meat politics to scapegoat immigrants. Well, and I, I found it interesting, too, because Florida is, we yeah, we know tourism and the hospitality industry, but also very much agriculture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's also a, a large draw for those kinds of jobs that immigrants would accept and Huge. when you think of that it seems counterintuitive for their governor to, to push that absolutely and, and what's really interesting is that there's members of the florida republican delegation um that in congress have affirmed 
uh, that e-verify is voluntary, right? Kind of, you know, going... Trying to have a both ways kind of thing. Right, right, right. Uh, That's, I, I mean... I'm glad you're getting to see some politics beyond the borders of uh, the state of Illinois. And uh, always fascinating. Rebecca Shee is executive director of the American Business Immigration Coalition. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Rick.